With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bobby Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly. I'm sorry, but this is going to be a little shorter of an episode. Uh, just a little scheduling conflicts. I'm tired as fuck. Uh, and Mason has, he's doing just as much shit as I am, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sorry it's a little short, but we'll, we will make it up to you guys uh, in the future. But uh, let's get it started. Mason, how are you, bud? Well, I'm pretty good. Just got back from a pretty intense workout for my, uh, hopefully, my new soccer team. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm actually having a decent day, kind of in my end of the semester grind. So not too much exciting shit going on in my life. But how about you, buddy? Oh, yeah. Um my boss and them told me this was going to be a good day and an easy and quick day. And I got off at like, I don't know, like seven 30. And then I caught traffic. Uh, I didn't get home until about eight 30, somewhere around there. So it was miserably long. Um, final four is over. That's fantastic. Um, we sold 309 kegs worth of beer. Uh, so Villanova, Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke, uh, all of the fans can go fuck themselves because I'm so exhausted and mm-hmm. no amount of money that I did, uh, that I earned is worth it. I walked 30 miles in two days. Uh, my body is in shambles and my company bought us Domino's because that's what fixes the problems is a $5 pizza that tastes like shit. Uh, and they bought sausage. Who the fuck wants just a sausage pizza? Anyway, uh, I'm just spiteful. <laughs> I'm tired, uh, overworked, but yeah, uh, I'm okay. I guess just kind of uh, out of it. <laughs> No, fair enough. Like we can hear it. I think we can hear it in your voice. You're pretty tired. So we'll just head into the uh the hockey talk here just to make this one kind of concise and short and sweet, straight to the point. Um Montreal Canadians played Ottawa on 
Tuesday. And that was a fucking great game. Let me tell you, I don't think the boys got the uh, the ending they deserved. I really do believe Montreal deserved to win that game. Uh, some questionable officiating played a role. I think Ottawa scored on two power plays. I don't think they really deserved uh, the first one, especially the one with Suzuki. I think I'm okay with it being a penalty. It is what it is. But uh, first and foremost, we have to get to the play of our two young studs on the back and really three because Corey Schooneman had a phenomenal game to hit two crossbars. Schooneman. I was Yeah, uh... but just what's that? <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Cause I was just gonna say something fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh Justin Barron had just a, a wicked goal. Topped it off with the goal of the night as shown by NHL.com uh app whatever whoever runs that and uh yeah picked it up off the blue line just some phenomenal skating ability dude that little mohawk uh, that little mohawk like skating backwards shit across like like across the line i was like okay okay what what we got what we got cooking and then he shoots a fucking blister from pretty far back too and it's accurate as fuck dude Oh yeah, that's that was a pretty that was a pretty goal, let alone a pretty first NHL goal. And the boys knew it. Jake Evans went and grabbed the puck right away, so that'll be something he'll never forget. And, and the boys on the boys on the the fucking bench lit up. Yeah, it was really unfortunate that at the end of the game he got injured, so he's not even traveling with the team to the game in New Jersey tonight on Thursday, but. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully he's okay. He was seeing treatment. It would be an absolute shame if he wasn't. And his counterpart, the other young defenseman out there, Jordan Harris, played fucking amazing for a second straight game. (laughs) When you talk about, you know, they talk about his skating ability. I knew he was a good skater. I didn't realize he was this dynamic, to be honest. Um, He is... And maybe I don't know if I'll say elite yet, but a very good skater by NHL standards. And he almost scored two, popped one, came right down the slot. I don't know if he hit the crossbar or if Forsberg got a bit of it, but he came inches away from scoring his first NHL goal. Had another really uh, prominent night on ice. Uh, It's like just shy of 18 minutes. Uh, Played the body too. He played a, a just an all around really good game. No, absolutely. Um, I think it was a great night. It showed a lot of promise for all our defensemen. Romanov had a phenomenal game, and we saw Luke Richardson talking today to the Habs media, saying they're asking. John Liu asked the question. He said, "Why, like, why doesn't Romanov see the ice in three on three? Luke Richardson explained, "You know, we finally have some answer." He said. Romanov's he says Romanov's gas tanks a little too big sometimes he said what we found is that he plays so hard and he does so much during the game that after the third period he's got nothing (laughs) so (laughs) that's why they said they're working on it and they're working on him conserving his energy more dude that is about it you notice unreal yeah no it's true please keep going I'm just excited to talk about it no, go ahead. Sorry, and for those uh, unaware, I can barely hear Corey tonight, which is why oh Jesus, I'm him. so sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's like that tonight, but it's so crazy to think that like he's he's gassing himself out, but it makes sense because you you do notice it 
but he's he's at like tonight's well uh the other night's game he's at 22 minutes just imagine if he gets his stamina up what he's going to be playing he's going to be playing like like some Shea Weber minutes in the future. Well, no, like, it, it's not. They say it's not an issue of a lack of stamina. It's that like they like Luke Richardson was saying he's got the biggest gas tank on the team. Like he's got the most energy. He can play mm-hmm. those minutes. It's that he doesn't use it. He doesn't conserve it, right? Yeah. And when he and that's why I think he's been going for those big hits less. But another thing that they spoke about, Luke Richardson said they spoke to him about carrying the puck out more and he said i think maybe due to previous coaching which i thought was a funny statement and uh what happened in the khl where he came from where he wasn't getting played a lot because he was leaving he's kind of used to just trying to get the puck out to other people make plays right and they they've emphasized you know carry the puck out and you could really tell last game he had i can think of three or four instances where he just took that up extra second and skated the puck out himself. He had a, almost went for an end to end where he like dipsy doodle, just sidestepped a guy. <laughs> and he made some really nice plays with the puck. And if Romanov can continue to develop himself as a puck carrier, because he is not lacking on the defensive side of the puck at all. He's very solid defensively. If he can work to add some transition uh, puck moving, you know, capabilities to his game he's only going to improve that much more and be more suited and um important to this organization going forward no i uh, i can't agree more um and i think it's there and um he just plays such a really good all-around game and you can you can really tell this season especially under martin st louis just how comfortable he's getting into his role and he's finding his rhythm. So I don't expect anything less than just being more and more surprised at how quickly this kid's going to, you know, um, like how quickly we're going to see exactly what type of player he's going to be because, I mean, he's playing the most minutes now, which is the complete reversal of, you know, his bit of time last year and the beginning of the season, they're laying heavy on him. And just like Ottawa kind of reminds us of uh, that Thomas Shabbat kid when he first came around, they're about to just give him the floor and see what he can do with it. And I think Romanov's about to show us why, you know, will remind us why we were so excited that he was coming aboard. Um, and we burned a year of his his contract to get him as quickly as we, as we can. This kid's about to be unreal because he's already showing it to us right now. I just think that we're starting to see it move. Like the elevation of his game or his evolution is like rapidly changing much quicker than it was before. So excited to see what we get uh, of Romanov in these last few games and then into next season. I'm sure this offseason he's going to – let's see what they, they want him to do, you know, because I'm sure they're going to they're gonna leave him with, like, basically summer school uh, type of work, you know, and he's, he's going to want to improve on himself. But I think that uh, these last few games we're going to see, like, the true future of uh, Romanov. So 
very excited. No, absolutely. I think Romanov, I've been a big fan of Romanov. Like, I, I think while most people are a fan of Romanov, I think I've definitely. I feel like a lot a of people had of cooled him for off a long on time. Him. And it's. What's that? I said, I feel like a lot of people had cooled off on him. And I just think that's just because of like the coaching staff. Like, they never played him. And when they did play him, they had him so caged off and like on a leash that he couldn't play his style of game. And it seems like Martin St. Louis does not shy from anyone playing their style of game. And I think people forget that this is his second season in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Tremendous growth. He's a rookie, he was a rookie last year. <laughs> and look <laughs> at what he's done already. Like, right. I don't know. I, I think the best thing you can do uh, for your health is just ignore certain parts of Hab's Twitter. <laughs> and I think that's the, <laughs> when you say people are going sour on him. Look, <laughs> Romanov, if you don't think, if someone doesn't think Romanov is a good player, who cares? You know what? You and I think most fans recognize that he's a great young player. He's going to be a staple on this blue line for a very long time to come unless something changes. And, you know, we move on. But uh, speaking of moving on, uh, controversial play. I say controversial only because Sens fans exist. Nick Suzuki went in for a hit on Stutzel, or however you say his name. Stutzla. And, uh, what's that? Stutzla. Stutzla. Listen, if you're going to spend half your career on your back, I don't care how to pronounce your name. <laughs> but, and I'm not saying, look, this hit, was it knee on knee? It was close. Um, but it was follow through. Like Suzuki was going for a hit and he was stretching. He was actually looking like he was trying to avoid the knee, but stretching out to get a hit. Stutzla, whatever, you, however you say his name was stretching because that's what he does. He tries to get – he's shifty. Like, he's a good player. I'll give him credit. And he was trying to get out of the way. It was just an unfortunate collision. I said on Twitter, too, look, do I think it was a penalty? I think it's borderline. I think it's a good call to call it a penalty, though. It de-escalates the situation. I'm fine with that. I really am. Mm -hmm. What I'm not okay with and what the Habs aren't okay with is what follows because – Look, when it's a one-time thing, and, you know, you're concerned for a player's health. So most of the time, you know, something like that happens, you're concerned and you let it go. But when it's this guy who, yes, Stutzel proceeded to flop on the ground, grab his knee, and maybe it did hurt. Like, I'm not going to say whatever. But there is the benefit of the doubt is allowed to be had here because he's crying and screaming and the trainer has to come get him. And then a minute later, he's on the power play. And Brendan Gallagher came out and called him out for this. Now, Corey, did you see, did you see these quotes? Dude, it was Gallagher? fucking great. He was like, yeah, so <laughs> if my coach had to come out on the ice when I was a kid uh, and help me off, that's like, uh, you know, he's like something, something on the lines of, um, you know, that's like three shifts I can't take because I'm too hurt to play, you know? And then he went on to proceed to saying, you know, like Tim Stutzler does this very often and he's out, he needs someone to come grab him. And then next thing you know, they're on the power play because of it. And he's back. He's playing the very next shift. Like nothing's wrong. 
I can get the uh, the I'll have the quote here. I'll read it. Yeah, it's pretty go short. For it. <laughs> per Brendan Gallagher, when I was ten years old, our coach had a rule: if you lay on the ice and the trainers, or if the coach had to come on the ice to get you, you're too you're too hurt to play. Minimum of three shifts. He and he's talking about Stutzel is a great player. I've played against him two two or three years now. More than half the games we've played against him, he's laid on the ice and he's right back out there the next shift for the power play. He lays on the ice. He acts like he's hurt. He sells the call. He's on the ice. That same power play. There's kids watching. We're role models. And if I was a teammate of his, I tell him to smarten up. It's just not a good look. A very talented player, very good player. He needs to stop laying on the ice. It's embarrassing. Now, I think parts of that quote were on, <clears throat> sorry, uh, cut out a little bit. But look, Sens fans, you, Corey, you know my relationship with Sens fans. I've lived in Ottawa now for almost a year. They are the worst. They're worse than Leafs fans. <laughs> they're fucking delusional. They think they have a great team and they're like 29th in the fucking league. And they think that Brady Kachuk is a legitimate number one. They're, they're like one of the worst fan bases in the National Hockey League. Definitely the worst on Twitter. And I knew they'd come out and they're trying. They label Suzuki a fucking dirty player and this and that. Call a spade a spade, okay? Stutzel is a diver, <laughs> and I love that Brendan Gallagher called him out. And I don't care about all the shit he's gonna take for this and that he has taken. But I've seen a lot of people, even Leafs fans and Boston Bruins fans, agreeing with him. And these are two fan bases that hate Gallagher. And I, I don't know about you, Corey, but I completely agree with him. And I like, I think Tim Stutzel is, a, like he said, a very talented player. But he does give a bad image to, your, to European players. Like, if Don Cherry was still in the game, could you imagine the fucking field day he'd be having right now? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be having it. <laughs> like, oh my, like, it's just, it's just, yeah, like, it's embarrassing, as Galley said. And Tim Stutzel was one of my favorite prospects coming out of that draft. And I legitimately hate him now. Like, there's a hatred there as a player, not as a human being. Like, you know, it's a sport. But he is on my top of my least favorite players in the NHL because it's so slimy. And I know people say, oh, it's not soccer. But, you know, I grew up – I've grown up playing soccer. I've never had a coach tell me to dive and, you know, say what you want about my sport. I think the labels are wrong. But, you know, in every sport I play, baseball, volleyball, soccer, fucking basketball, even, which I think is the softest sport on the planet. When you get knocked down and you get on your ass, you get up. You don't want to be labeled as the guy who winds on the ground. Like, if you can get up, you get up. And I just, yeah, I'll let you speak here, but I totally agree with Galley. I think an embellishment call needs to be fucking like someone needs to get him on something here because the fact that it's what his second or third, third season in the NHL and he already has this reputation of being like the worst embellisher in the league. I think it says a lot about his play and what's going on because it's just, it's fucking 
nasty and horrible and slimy and i hate watching it yeah uh you gotta love a diver you know uh i remember they used to <laughs> they used to they used to fucking scream at pk Subban uh for diving along the boards and shit like that uh tim stutzla i think is too talented to rely on such tactics um because, I mean, he's really good. He's really fucking good at this game. Um, and I think it's it's a cop-out, dude. Like, I don't know. I, I just I just think it's – I think it's very – it's very cheap. You're so talented. Why resort to it? And you know what? Like, I get it. If your knee's fucking hurting, your knee's hurting, you know? But, like, how can you – how can you come back on the ice? And I understand why your coach is not going to be like, oh, you can't go back on the ice. You're, you're one of the best fucking players we got. And I believe they scored on that fucking power play and he got an assist on it. Um, it's just tough. Like, you can't. Well, it's, fucking, it's fucking embarrassing. How do you, it is. I don't know. And I kind of feel like the referees are softer to these to these dives now. And I mean, it's just been a couple of years, but I remember, I remember when PK was in, was uh, in Nashville, and I think he dived during the playoffs, and the refs were just like, "Get, get up, <laughs> fucking get up!" Like we're not doing this today, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I get it. Tim Stutzel is a smaller dude. Uh, well, at least when I mean small, you know, he, he's still pretty young in this league. I mean, but I mean, come on, 190 pounds. Well, no, I, like I was saying, I not, I meant like he, ain't, he ain't been here that long, but come on, dude. Like this isn't Euro, you know, like I know they don't fucking hit over there. You're, you're playing at the best highest level you can. Don't bring some of that cheap shit from back home over here. But I don't – here's the thing. I don't even think that shit they do back home. And I think that's what bothers me. Because most European – like, this isn't a European thing. You know what I mean? Like, how Mm -hmm. many tough fucking – would you think Moritz Sider? They came up together. (laughs) Sider played for Mannheim as well. I think, or they both, maybe he did. It doesn't matter. They both came from the Dell, the DL. You think Sider's going to fucking flop? We've seen it this year. No, he's He'll fucking turn around and monster. put his shoulder into you um, and knock you on your ass. So I it's not, it's not, a, it, it's not a back home thing. It's a personal thing. And it's <laughs> like I said, it's fucking slimy. Like, I think it, it makes the game softer as much as I sound like an old head for saying that. And it just, it puts a sour taste in my mouth. There's a lot of things that I don't like, but maybe I understand or I'm like, okay, this is fine. This, this is how the game is going. Diving should not be a part of any fucking sport. I think it, I think at, at its you're core, sl- it's a you're lack slowing of the game. You're slowing the fucking game down. And honestly, I mean, other than that and that play based off of Rem Pitlick's, like, fantastic fucking deke that got around one of the defensemen. Um, and then – no, I'm sorry. That's, that's the wrong play. I'm thinking about when he dished it back to uh, 
Romanoff. Anyway, I think it was uh, Joel Edmondson. Um, we got the puck back, and then he popped it back towards uh, center, like uh, center ice, but the Senators got it immediately. It went like on a four-on-one, and I think I think it was Tim Stutz scored on that one. But um, those two moments is what like really dragged this fucking game away from us because we played a tremendous game. But you lose momentum when Stutzla lays on the fucking ground and then gets up, you know, basically gets help to the bench like it's a fucking a season ending injury and then is right back first PP uh, and then they they fucking score on it. You know, it's don't be cheap. If you're going to be cheap, you're going to get your fucking head block knocked off like someone's going to. I, I I don't want to say it, but so, someone's going to be like, okay, you want to fucking dive? They're going to give him a reason to fucking dive. And he's he's really going to need to get up, you know, like help, like assistance getting up. Um, I don't know. I just – I feel like there's not enough people that are willing to play that type of game for guys that are like notorious divers. And I guess I don't want to be too hard on him because he's still young, but – Fuck, that was bad. And it's not like he was doing it against, like, repeat offender of, like, trying to hit somebody. It was on fucking Nick Suzuki, who, you know, in looking at the replay, looked like he tried, you know, went in for a hit, but looked like he was like, shit, I know I'm going to hit knee on knee. Or, you know, like, it looked like he made an effort to stop it. And I don't know. No, I don't I totally, know what's more to say. Like Nick Suzuki is not a dirty player, <laughs> right? And I think that at the end of the day, that that's what pisses me off. I think most about this is fans trying to say he should be suspended and shit. Like, if that's a suspendable offense in the NHL nowadays, this game really has gotten too soft for me. Because look, like physicality is a part of this game and it's always going to be a part of this game. And I don't want guys to get injured. Okay. No one does. Health is important, but in any contact sport, in any sport, but especially a contact sport, there's risk of injury. Injuries are going to happen in the game of hockey. There's going to be bad hits. There's going to be stuff like that, but you know, every once in a while, it's just an accident. Two guys collide. Look what happened to Justin Barron. He, I think it was Matthew Joseph fell on him, twisted his ankle. I'm, we're not calling for his head. It was clearly an accident. I think that's what people have to look at here. Like you have to take off your fucking fan goggles. Okay. And look at a play for what it is. And it's an accident. We move on, get over it. Timmy Stew hits the deck for 30 seconds, whines, cries, gets a power play. You guys scored. You won because of that. Like, move on. It's over. <laughs> Somebody's going to fucking hit him hard. <laughs> Somebody's going to do it. Um, well, before we transition out of here, uh, we have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings, as always. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. 
A bump in the wind column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Y'all, everyone can win. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with daily DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Remember, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposits. Download the, download <laughs> the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Uh, before we go any further, we brought up Brendan Gallagher for a second, but Brendan Gallagher uh, on his return gets a goal. It's the first one for the Habs. Uh, and obviously, it always goes under review with Brendan Gallagher. Uh, forgot who got pushed into the goalie, but um, a clear goal. It was definitely Ottawa, an Ottawa defenseman. I think it was Zub. Uh, pushed one of our guys into whatever goal they're using now. Um, but Brendan Gallagher's leaning back on the fucking – on the boards, and as soon as they call it a good goal, he's just – yeah, you, he, he knew it. You know, he knew it. He's just playing that cool character that Brendan Gall- – well, veteran Brendan Gallagher is now. Can you really know it nowadays, though? What? No, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I knew that that wasn't goalie interference. But I had Honestly, no idea if it was yeah, going to be called. It's, it's really <laughs> how they're feeling that day. Honestly, how how are the officials feeling that day? I think. Um, but he just knew in his heart. It's like, dude, first game back, score. It's. I think it's been like it was like a like a month to the day since he scored again, and I think he was just like, yeah, that's this isn't getting called back. This is this is a good goal. Uh, <laughs> it gets off the boards, uh, and just you know gets back into the play. Um, just gotta love Brennan Gallagher. Um, I'm just happy that he's still part of this team. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I think <laughs> I think we're both falling asleep here, Attention. and hopefully the listeners aren't. So I think we're gonna call her there. We're going to have a couple – we have a couple of games coming up, so we'll talk about that for the Monday episode. Figure something else out. This actually ran a little longer than I thought it would, so I think we've we've got enough for today. Unfortunately, yeah. not too much to talk about. We'll cover more of kind of our thoughts. Like, there was some more press conference stuff I wanted to talk about, uh, but we'll get to that on Monday. We'll make a show note for it. And, uh, yeah, if you have nothing else left to say, Corey, I think you can take us out. No, I just want to thank you all for understanding. Uh, you know, we try we try to give you all two a week, and we more than likely always follow through with that. Um, it's just we're trying to record this hella late, and uh, we just hope you guys understand, and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks again. This has been Habs Nightly. Uh, you know where to follow us. We hope you guys have a great weekend. And you guys don't waste your fucking life away working like me. You stay in school if you're in school like Mason. Can't wait to talk to you guys again one day. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network.
New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.